Today on The Breakdown, Chris Claude Nicky and Matt Moss clash on day six of the 2016 main event. They're getting close to the final table, and this is a big pot and a big decision is looming for one of these players. We're going to break it all down right now with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. All right, this this is an interesting one. This is a pretty cool hand. It's interesting in its own way. There's really just one big moment that's right. interesting, but it's a big moment. We're going to talk a lot about the moment. We're going to have to, really, Yes, yeah. there's not much else to talk maybe about. Maybe we should have saved it for our new show that might come out in the future someday. Well, maybe we'll do it on that show, too. What do we care? Yeah, what do we care? Ha! Ha ha! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you higher, a higher octave than I expected. Yeah, that. I got range. Uh, so yeah, you and Adele. Chris Klodnicki is a guy that he's not really known outside of people who really are into poker, but he's a very successful player. I think you just looked it up. He's got $9 million in live earnings. That is correct. Um, $9 million in live earnings. That doesn't include his cash game stuff and also doesn't include his online thing, which is interesting because when you're thinking about online poker grant, there's only one name that comes to mind. I mean, yeah, I think there is. It's, uh, what is it, helium? It is not helium. Is it oxygen? It is not Oxygen. What is it then? It's nitrogen. How could it be that? Well, that's just the name. Okay. <laughs> that's the name. And guess what you get to do on nitrogen if you sign up using the link in the description of this podcast. The link in the description of this podcast, Grant, you get to play the free rolls? <laughs> yeah, you get to play the poker guys only free rolls. Well, that's pretty cool. And if they don't sign up using the link, they don't get to play the free that's rolls. That's correct. Right? Well, how much money is even in these free rolls, Grant? Well, I mean, what they the happen every Sunday. There's about 100 millibits each Sunday leading up to our 500 millibit one at the end of every month. Yeah, but I'm sure I'm speaking for a lot of our audience saying this. Milla, what? <laughs> that means uh, a portion of a Bitcoin, one one thousandth of, of a Bitcoin, which is about $1,000 right now. Oh, so it makes it pretty easy to figure out what yeah. it's worth. So like 500 millibits would be about $500. Yeah, free money. That's pretty sweet. Use the link. Get on Nitrogen. Also, Bitcoin is pretty great for withdrawals 10 to 25 minutes from Nitrogen. Oh. That's how long it takes to get your money. There's nothing like getting your paid right away, I yeah. got to tell you. It's better than anything else out there. <laughs> of any kind, not just poker stuff. No. I mean everything, any experience you could have in the life. The best food you've ever had in your life, throw yeah. it on the ground. <laughs> it's worth nothing. You think you know love? You don't know love. No, you don't. <laughs> you know a facsimile of love. Nitrogen is true love. <laughs> All right, I think we. And I that is we, how you promote an online poker site. That is that a one. lesson right there. <laughs> Out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this hand. So it's the World Series of this most recent World Series. Yeah, 2016. Um, day six. Day six. So, you know, big stuff on the line here. Day six basically encompassed them getting from something like what? Like 45 players down to like two tables, I think, right? Yeah. Like I think three tables, maybe 27. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Whatever. They're close to the big money. Is what, oh, man. Is what that means. I mean, the final table looms. Large yes. at this point. This is the part where you start to legitimately dream about it and think about oh, it. Yeah. And think like, this is real. Like, yeah. I can make. Both these guys are thinking, I can absolutely be a November Niner. I mean, yeah. Chris Kladnicki, Cl- as we said, has a tremendous resume. Probably was thinking that anyway. He got second in the little one drop, right? Um, it's the big, it still is the big, the big one. one the 100K one. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The little one's the $1,100 yeah. buy in. But yeah, right. he did the first one in 2013 for almost $3 million. But since he has another, what, almost $6 million in. Cash is besides that. The guy is legit. He's got, at, I think, at least two hundred. Sorry, two eight hundred thousand dollar plus caches as well, right. and also several more six figure scores. Yeah, uh, his opponent in this hand is going to be Matt Moss, yep. who is British. 
So there's that. So I know down. I know we have some British listeners. I know you guys are out there just cheering, doing your hooligan dances for Matt Moss, drinking warm beer, getting all drunk and thinking about soccer, singing songs, yeah, stuff about like Matt that. Matt Moss, yeah, like I hope you're doing your. Che- I can't do a British cheer. Don't don't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Matt Moss. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Give me a warm beer. Yum. If only you had an accent in there, you'd yeah. be somewhere. But let's yeah. not try Let's that. not do that. Okay. All right. So Matt Moss is going to open the action in this hand. Uh, the blinds are 1,620K. Matt Moss has 100 blinds. Doing well. 12.3 million. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. He's got two black nines, nine of spades, nine of clubs, and the hijack, and he opens to 260K. Nothing to say there. Nothing to say there. Chris Klotnicki is next to act. He's in the cutoff, and he's got 4.25 million. Not as healthy of a stack, but still a decent stack. 35 blinds. Yeah. Uh, he decides, I guess Matt Moss must be opening pretty frequently, would be my guess. It seems like it would have to be. Because right? this is a precarious stack right now for Klotnicki to be three betting, but he decides to three bet with Ace Seven Offsuit, Ace of Hearts, Seven of Diamonds. Clearly as a bluff. Yes. He's got 650K in that pot now. Puts it in there as a three bet. What do you think? Um, I think it's fine. I mean, he does have a deep enough stack to get away with this. We just would really appreciate it if you know Moss would fold now. Right. So we don't have to make a C-bet, because if we make a C-bet and he doesn't fold then and we don't win the pot, we're chopping a lot of our stack down. Yes. Sucks. It's a bit dangerous, but I guess as Claude Nicky, he's the guy who has money, and he's yes. probably not He's not trying to get to the next ladder up spot. For sure. He's not super happy with his, th- with his 35 big blind stack, so he's thinking, i got to do something to get to the November 9. That's really the value for me. And, you know, if Moss is opening a lot, it could just be this is a very straightforward spot. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, cool, I have a blocker. Maybe he takes a quick look at everyone behind him and see if anyone looks like they're going to play. Some of them maybe look at their cards ahead of time. Probably not Probably not most of them, but yeah. maybe one or two. And he's like, all right, let's do this. Right. And, and makes the race. It's not It's not crazy. I personally would prefer doing it button to uh, to cut off rather than cut off to hijack only because you got more people behind you who can work up with a hand. But, you know, whatevs. I'm sure everyone was playing pretty tight. I you think Claude Nicky has decided he's going to play some high-variance poker and try to build up a stack and make a run for the November 9. I mean, he's probably the least scared guy, right, yeah. at, the, at his table. Most, well, I don't know who else is at his table, but he's likely Cliff to be. Cliff Joseph is there. Okay. He's but probably not too scared. I think Cliff is probably way more scared than Claude Yeah, Nicky, he honestly. hasn't been in the, the big, big tournament spots the same amount as Claude Nicky. Yeah, I mean, I think Claude Nicky's is yeah like can sort of hang as can be the sheriff in some ways and be like i will show down against anyone at least wants that to be his image and is willing to do yeah. it a little bit anyway right uh so everybody folds back to moss now it's a clear flat in most cases 35 blinds is probably a bit too much to be moving in as a four bet but is it like is there an argument for not necessarily moving in but maybe four betting to get it in never folding that type of thing with nines for 35 blinds against an aggressive player I mean, it's okay, but it's not ideal, right? I mean, like every, it's hard to get action. I mean, we might fold out worse pocket pairs sometimes, which would be a real problem. Right? Yeah, I don't know if we would or not. I don't know if Clyde Nicky has two sevens. Are we going to fold them out? Is he going to three bet those, and are we going to fold them out? Those are my two questions. I don't have the answer to either one. Yeah, I don't know, but. It's okay, but I think it's fine for Moss to be protecting his stack here, too. Yeah, just flatting is fine. I mean, Claude Nicky made it about five blinds. We don't need to put 35 in. Right. I mean, it's fine. Moss has a lot, and if he were to get it all in right here, he's often going to be crushed if he actually yeah. gets called. And then it's, you know, we're down to, we've chopped our stack down, and we moved Claude Nicky's up, and we're about similar now stacks, right? Yeah. And just, we just don't have to do that. Yeah, you know? I agree. Flatting seems like the right play. Where do you think the level is? Where do you chop it off where... Claude Nicky doesn't have a stack where he three bet shoves, but he is three betting. Mm. So it's somewhere between thirty five and like eighteen. Yeah. So where's the level where we actually just are fine with moving in? I mean, I assume Claude Nicky's moving in himself up to at least like twenty blinds. So if he has twenty two blinds and he does this, do we move in? I 
think we probably do. Yeah. We're just like, what are we going to do? We're 20, gonna, we, can't, we can't try and flop a set against 22 blinds when we've already put in five. So we're just getting it in. 28 blinds? 28 blinds, it gets close, right? I mean, yeah. really, I wonder, really close. I'm wondering where the number is. I think it comes down to frequencies of how often is Claude Nicky three betting. Yeah. The problem, of course, is it's hard to get real value with our nines either way, right? Like when we move in, we're sort of hoping for a fold. Right. Which is, sort of sucks with the yeah. hand as good as nines, which is one reason to call. Yeah. It's but a, I like your question. It's, yeah. it's, it's a fair question to ask. Like, like if we're going to do this quickly, let's just take like a minute here. Right. We're like, what are you comfortable? Let's pretend instead of nines, Moss has queens. Right. Like how many, like I think he'd very comfortably say, let's go. For 35 like, blinds? Yeah. I yeah. think he would. Do you agree? Yes. So, and up to maybe 40 blinds or so, and then it starts to feel not as great. Yeah. Like, you don't want to get 50 blinds in with queens against a lot of opponents. It's often going to not work out super well. Some guys, it's definitely okay. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, Claude Nicky is a smart guy, though. He's not just, you know, crazy aggression. And he's very unlikely to ship a hand significantly worse than queens, right? He may ship ace-king. Yeah. But I don't know if Claude Nicky's going to get 45 blinds in with ace-queen. I yeah. doubt it. Maybe he would, but I doubt it. And jacks were very questionable. He probably would. Maybe, maybe Jax is like the one hand we could feel great about. Yeah. But that's not enough, is it? So that's why 50 blinds ain't so good. Yeah. But 40 blinds, Claude Nicky is probably going to feel handcuffed to tens and jacks, probably nines, maybe ace queen, things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, but with nines, 35 blinds seems like too much to give value. Right. And yeah. then the question starts to become about like jacks and tens. Like, what yeah. Jacks and tens are maybe more like 30 blinds. Again, depending on your opponent, of course. Yeah. And then nines are maybe slightly less. We can start to move it down. And then you have fives and you just hate your life. Yeah, cool. Cool. Oh, we got that worked out. We do. All right. So Moss decides to call. We like that play, obviously. Yeah. The pot is now one point six four million, and Claude Nicky's in a spot already. You know, he's he's down to, he's he's down on it now. He's got like three point seven million left. I mean, one thing I just want to say as Moss is we can't really call just to hit a set here. No, we like, have to sometimes hero or get it in on low flops. Right. Yeah. We just we just have to. Otherwise, we're not getting the right odds. Yeah. So we just. We just, I'm sure he knows that. So that's part of it is we're just playing to play the value of the hand as a pair. Yeah. Cool. All right. So he doesn't have to worry about that. The British are going to be happy about this flop. I can, I, I'm just get, get ready to cheer with your hooligan cheers. It's an eight, nine king flop. I'm going to do the British cheer once you finish. Go ahead. Okay. Eight, nine king flop. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> Matt Moss, of course, has flopped a set of nines on this 8-9 king flop. Claude Nicky has nothing. He has ace-7 offsuit. I mean, nothing. He's got a backdoor straight draw, bro. Sorry. Sorry, you're right. Backdoor trip draw. This is a value hand for Claude Nicky. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on. Um, so, yeah, very good flop for Moss. Second nuts. Yeah. Things are nice. It's a rainbow board. We're not too worried about pretty much anything. And if Kladniki has two kings, so be it. You know, of that's just life. Yeah, whatevs. Moss checks. I think that's obvious. Yeah, we 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 would assume as Moss, Kladniki's almost always gonna continue, especially on a board like this, a king high board. The only hands I'd be worried about Kladniki checking would be tens, jacks, and queens. I think he might three butt those and he might check those on this board. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. But besides that, uh, you know, if if he was three betting with a much worse hand and like if he had like king five suited or something, yeah, like the king's a good enough blocker. I know some some of our audience doesn't agree that a king is a blocker, yeah. but some of us do think of a king as a blocker. And then he like hit it. He might check back a, a bad king also. Okay, that's true. But but, but we're gonna if? get value from that hand anyway. Of course. Yeah. So he checks. Klodnicki has to bet essentially There's once no he's choice. put himself in this spot. So he does. He bets six hundred k into one point six four million. It's cool sizing. I love it. Yeah. Um, so what, what should Claude Nicky be worried about here? What hand, here's the thing about this flop. I think Moss has a lot of calls here and that kind of sucks, 
But I think Klodnicki is obligated to bet. He's absolutely obligated to bet, for sure. Because while Moss may have a number of calls, with the amount of the price Klodnicki sort of laying himself to like get this through yeah. is so good. Moss doesn't have that many calls, right? I mean, Moss is going to have a lot. Like, if Moss has ace-queen, he's just going to fold, isn't he? Yeah, Moss will fold ace-queen. What do you think he does with something like 7-8 suited, for example, on this 8-9 king board? Do you think he calls once at least? I think he probably calls once because it's a cheap, cheap uh, bet on the yeah. flop. And he can afford to. This is a big question, though. Is he going to call with 7-8 suited pre because of Claude Nicky's stack size? That is a good question. Like, can we really do this out of position with a hand like this? I know we're getting reasonable odds pre, but we're out of position, and it's we can't get paid off in a monster way the way you'd really want to with a hand like that. Yeah, that's true. So... I'm not sure if he's. I'm not sure if he can ever show up with seven eight suited. Yeah, I I legit don't know. It's like going to be about a three to one SPR if we call. So it's tough to know. Mm-hmm. It's tough to know if Moss would. Yeah, that's going to be a big question that we have in this hand. Actually, what kind of connectors and suited connectors does Moss show up with? Yeah, that's why I bring it up. Does he have seven eight suited? Does he have eight nine suited? Does he have nine ten suited? Does he have jack ten suited? Or even jack ten off? Does like, he have, what, what's possible? Does he have here? six seven suited? You right. know, these are all important questions. These are these are going to end up playing into this hand dramatically, which is yeah, which is why we're talking about it right. right. Now. Anyway, Claude Nicky must expect that whether or not Moss has those as calls, Claude Nicky probably doesn't know for sure. So he expects maybe this guy has those as calls, maybe he doesn't. There's a decent amount of calls here, and Claude Nicky's not going to win on the flop all the time, but he just kind of has to bet. He kind of has to bet, and Claude Nicky is doing well, I think, range versus range here also, right? Yeah. Like, Claude Nicky has all the kings. He has. I mean, all the kings. He's got. He's got. He's got the king. He's got ace king. He's got ace king. He's got king king. That's it for kings. You're yeah. right. He's got. Moss ace, has ace. more kings. Moss has absolutely more kings. Okay, that's a really good point. But Klodnicki's got top of a range. He's got the top of the range crushed, right? Yeah, he has ace ace. He has king king. He has those things. He actually has nine nine. And from Klodnicki's point yeah, of view, he does. Um, he probably has ace eight eight two if he has nine nine, right? But Moss has king queen off, king yep. jack probably off, and king ten suited. Agreed. So I don't know if he has king jack off or not. That's close, but he definitely has the suited version of all yeah. of those, and he's going to have to have king queen. Yeah, of probably king jack too. It's like yeah, I and Claude Nicky doesn't really have those hands too often. I agree, I agree. He doesn't. Um, so that's true. All right, so maybe the range versus range thing isn't as good as I'm saying, but Claude Nicky doesn't need it to be even fifty fifty because he's only betting six hundred k. That's he just true. Doesn't need this to work. That's very true. Often. It's actually a much better flop for Moss's range. The more I think about it. I mean, that king, though, just looms large for Klodnicki's range, right? Like, Klodnicki has ace-king a lot here. Yeah, and... so he has the better part of the king's range, more likely. Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying, top of range. Like, he's yeah. got king-king, ace-king, and ace-ace, like, a lot. Right. I mean, a lot. Like, he can have all of that, and uh, Moss really can't have almost can't have any of that. Can Moss have king-nine suited, or is that a fold pre, do you think? I assume he's folding that. I could be wrong, but I assume he's just going to yeah. let go of that. How about 8-9 suited? I guess that's another question that we haven't answered. Right. It's hard to know. All right, so Claude Nicky starts with 35 blinds, right? Yeah. He makes it 5.3 blinds, right? Something like that, yeah. So as Moss, it costs us approximately three blinds to call. Yeah. Okay. So there's the five, call it seven, eight with the big blind, nine with the small blind and antes. So we'll say we're getting almost three to one. Mm-hmm. I guess we call. Yeah. All right, good. We can call with a lot of these hands. Maybe not king nine. Maybe not. But we have to call with most of our hands because we're just getting way too good a price. We've got to give them eight, nine suited at this point. Yeah, yeah. And probably six, seven suited. Sure. Yeah. All, all the suited connectors we can call with. So Claude Nicky's actually ahead of some of Moss's calling range here. He's ahead of jack 10, 7, 10, and 6, 7. I don't know if he has 7, 10 suited. That might not be in there. Probably if he opens it, he's going to call it, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. But I don't know if he opens it every time. He's in the hijack. He might. 
I don't know either. He, it's we just don't know enough about him. He definitely has six seven suited and Jack ten suited though. It seems like he would have to have those things, especially if Claude Nicky's three betting him here. He just yeah. has to assume he has those. Yeah, right. I agree. Uh, does he have Jack ten off? That's going to be a big question for us in the future. Okay, I believe he's going to open Jack ten off, and then I guess if he's getting three to one, he's just going to call with it. So yeah. I guess he has Jack ten off. Yeah, it's definitely guess, it's close, but I guess he does. Yeah, I, I think that's better than King nine suited in this position. Me too. So yeah, I guess so. All right. So Moss has a lot of calls in his range. Pocket nines is one of those hands that he could decide to call with. He could decide to raise with. Right. Right. Because obviously it's a good hand. You mean on the flop or yeah, pre-flop? on the flop. Okay. So what do you think is best for Moss to do when Klonicki bets 600 into 1.64 and we have flopped middle set here with our nines as Moss? Well, here's the thing. For Great Britain. If Klonicki has one of the big hands, if he's got ace-king, there's only a few hands Klonicki can reasonably, by the way, call a shove with, right? He can essentially call with ace-king, aces, obviously kings. Yeah. Um, and then everything else is a hero, unless it's yeah. pocket eights, right? Yeah. Everything else is a hero call. So there aren't that many hands. Like if he has queens, jacks, or tens, we may not like like check raising is probably going to fold those out. Maybe Kladnicki would put us on jack ten and call, but maybe not. Like I would assume he's going to fold more often than he's going to call if we check raise. Yeah. So if he's got the big hands, we're probably going to get that money anyway. If he's got ace king or aces, Kladnicki has a pot size. He bet might left. go for yeah. He might just go for the shove on the turn. And if he doesn't, we can move him in on the river if we yeah. want to, right? Like. But I would expect he just shoved the turn on, on brick turns anyway. Yeah. You know? um, and if Klodnicki doesn't have one of those hands, then check raising gets us no value. Totally so, agreed. I think calling is the right play. Right. Like, if we're going to get value either way, whether we check raise or call, then we should call to get value at the times when we wouldn't get value from the check raise. Right. And obviously, cool. Klodnicki is a guy who has the blocker hands in his range. So this is how we get value from those, obviously. Right. We, they're, they're, those are going to fold for sure. Klodnicki is absolutely mm. folding a seven here. Right. Of course. Yeah. All right, so Moss decides to call, and uh, he's feeling good. He's feeling pretty happy. Yeah, for for the motherland. This probably seems, by the way, to listeners like, well, where could this possibly go? Where's the interesting decision? It's actually coming. It is. There's going to be an interesting decision for sure. We promise. Non-standard spot. We yeah. promise. So the pot now is two point eight four million. Claude Nikki's got two point nine eight million. I mean, this is this is why we just call, right? We're like, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead, ship it. This is why it's ambitious to do the, the blocker three bet when you have 35 blinds as Claude Nicky. And it must just be that he's, he's willing to play high variance to, to build a stack. But it puts you in a spot like this sometimes. Well, he's now got about a one-to-one SPR in the turn, and he is ace high. Okay, but at the same point, he knows he's not putting any more chips in the pot. He's done. Yeah. Right? And the other thing is, when he bets 600K on the flop, he's actually threatening the shove on the turn. Yeah. Which is pretty sweet. So he's saying it's not just 600K, really. Like, FYI, like, I'm shoving the turn a lot here. So... That you know, he maybe gets a few more folds on the flop because of that. Mm, I think that makes maybe less folds than you've got great implied odds. If oh, you're that's Moss. an interesting point. That's a fair point. Okay, I don't disagree with that actually at all. The implied odds part is pretty good if you know it's coming. Yeah, that's true. Well, guess what? It's not coming. Right. Uh, the turn is the eight of spades, so that pairs the board brings a second spade. It's now eight eight nine king with two spades with the eight nine king flop. Moss now is a full house. Yeah. Moss that's, likes his hand. That's good. It's a very good hand. He doesn't want to see a king. That would be a bad card for his hand. That's but, the only bad card. Yeah, that is the only bad card. Uh, an ace isn't ideal because Kladnicki does have aces in his range. I mean, whatever. Like, yeah. we're just gonna lose. We're just gonna we're just gonna double him up sometimes if he has those hands, though. No, right? I know. But if there's gonna be a bad card besides an eight, it's an ace, right? You mean a, a king? But yeah. Or besides a king, it's a ace. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's the one other card we would least want to see. No question. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, but, but honestly, like if Klodnicki checks back the turn, then like we don't want to see a queen or a jack either, right? I mean, that's similar true. to an ace. 
similar, but we not we're not sure he's betting those on the flop. Queens and Jacks. True. That's actually a good point. Yeah. All right. So Moss checks again. This makes sense. He just wants Claude Nicky to blast off. He's like, let's go. Get it in, buddy. Claude Nicky's like, I see what you're doing, buddy. I check. Yeah, no Cla- chance. Claude Nicky's like, it's clear you think I'm shoving. I tried to make it look like I was shoving. I'm so done with this hand. Like, it sucks that it didn't work out. I still have, you know, 20 some odd blinds. Great. Well, he might be done with the hand. He might decide Wait. to not be done with the what? hand. What? Yeah. How, where's the interesting decision? I can't see it. It from was here. the turn. It was when Moss checked the turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. All right. So the river is the four of spades. This is a third spade. So now the board is eight, nine, king, rainbow, eight of spades on the turn, four of spades on the river. And Moss bets. He has to. Why are you giggling over there? I'm laughing because before we get to this river action, I just want to remind everyone that this podcast is also sponsored by Wrigley Spearmint Gum. It's what are for, you doing? It's for people who love gum and spearmint. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought I'd do a pretend ad. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, I just that's why I was smiling, because I was thinking about doing that. And I wasn't going to, but then you asked, so here we that's are. That's a strange thing to do. Yeah, I like doing an ad for someone who doesn't give us money and doesn't know exist. I it's... disagree. <laughs> that seems like a bad idea. Oh, anyway. Interesting. <laughs> Rivers of Forest Spades, third yeah. spade, board's paired. Moss has a full house. He has a very, very, very good hand on this board. He has the third nuts. It's hard to imagine we'd be behind here. Yeah, he's the third nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, you'd expect Claude Nicky with the first or second nuts to bet the turn a lot, too. The first or second nuts, sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, uh, you know, if he makes quad eights on the turn, he actually probably he might check it back. Just like, let's give this kid a chance. Because the thing is this. Claude Nicky knows they can get it in on the river if he wants to, right? Yeah. Like, he's got a pot size bet. He actually may really check back the turn to give the kid a All chance right. to bluff his misses. And now that he's made a full house, he doesn't have to worry about anything. He doesn't want to scare him off. All right. Jack, Jack 10 may fold. Yeah. I don't want that. True. All right. So on this four of spades river, Kladniki has 2.98 total. The pot is 2.84. Moss bets 1.85 million. Seems like the hand is over. It seems I'm, like Kladniki's going to fold. He made an attempt to three bet with the blocker. GG. Let's all go choose some Wrigley's and uh, get out of here, right? Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> the fresh maker. Uh, so that's not what happens exactly. Kladniki goes into the tank. Yeah. He's like, wait a second. Yeah. What are you doing here? It's, it's you know, Kladniki's looking at this board and he's saying, well, there's three spades on the board now. Backdoor yes. spades just ran out. Why aren't you worried about that? Like, yeah. I just checked back the turn. I'm the guy who can really reasonably have spades, much more so than you can have spades, right. sir. So this, this is a big point. I think the fact that it's a spade changes everything. I agree. Because Moss doesn't have too many spades in his range. The only spades Moss has in his range that he plays this way are ace nine of spades and jack 10 of spades, and maybe 6-7 of spades. Right. Let's, let's say 6-7 Okay, so he's got three combos of spades. That is just not a lot. 7-10 of spades? Maybe. 7-10 of spades. Okay, fine. Four but combos, we don't know if he's opening that. Four it, combos of spades. Kladniki has all of the ace-high spades. Yes. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Because he would definitely check back the turn, you would think, with this SPR, and he's like, I'll take a free card here. I mean, he could move in, actually, sometimes as a bluff. He could. He absolutely could move in. He could, but he's sometimes going to check back the turn with those hands. But if you think about it, it's it's not unreasonable to move in, because what are you getting called by? Like, it's not very often you can get that Moss is going to have a hand he can call with when we move in on the turn, right? Um, I don't know. Moss could decide to call with any king. 
Oh, I think he's calling with any king. Yeah. I mean, that's, the, that's what we're afraid of getting called by. Like, we don't think Moss has a set very often, and the 8-9 suited doesn't come up much. But there's a lot of draws out there, so we can have we can just blow him off all his draws and not get bluffed on the river. And it's not impossible. I think Klodnicki's sometimes going to move in when he picks up the spade draw on the turn. Maybe. But certainly not always. But Klodnicki is... Especially if, it, if he has the ace high spades, he may check back. Maybe. Okay, but the bigger point is that Moss doesn't have many spades, and right. he should be afraid that Klodnicki could have spades. Absolutely. Sometimes. And also, like, if, if you're there, you're sitting there as Claude Nicky, you're like, and also, guess who can have king-king? Yeah. It's this guy. Right. So, Claude Nicky's the guy who can have kings. And we will, okay, so the, here's the key point, and the spade is making this a key point. We don't expect Moss to ever bet a king for value here. No. Because the spade came. And usually he's not going to really that much anyway. Like, maybe he bets king-queen on the river if it's the four of diamonds. He, he might, but he'd probably bet a little bit smallish. So that way he's not valuing himself too much because Claude right. Nicky, one of the things that's actually really nice about the eight on the turn for Claude Nicky is it actually can, he can continue to tell the story he has ace king now. He's like checking back when the board pairs with this pot yeah. size bet and he's going to, you know, go get value. He can bluff catcher, get value on the river. That's a reasonable thing to do with ace king here. Certainly Moss is hoping that's what's happening. Yes, that is absolutely true because how else can he get value? Right. So when Moss bets, what we got to do, because it's the breakdown is is break it down into value and bluffs. I love it. Right. So I'm going to put a ring on its finger. The reason Klodnicki doesn't fold instantly, and it's this seems crazy that he's considering this call, it right? It does. Up on its surface. It's like, what? But if you really think about it, it's not crazy. Because what are what is the value if if we remove kings from Moss's range, which I think we can comfortably do. You mean two kings? Uh, no, all kings. Any king. Okay. And, oh, yeah. I guess it's all the same, right? Yeah. We move all any kinds of kings. Yeah. Also, we removed two kings because it was a thirty-five blind stack preflop, and he didn't four bet. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, Moss doesn't have any kings anymore for value mm-hmm. here. That doesn't seem to make too much sense, right? Yeah, it does not. So we're not worried about those. He doesn't have a lone nine ever. No, never. A questionable thing is, does he have any trip eights? Does he? I have, was wondering, can he have ace eight suited? Ace eight suited. Uh, can he have seven eight suited or? He can. Yeah. Would and, he bet it? Yeah, the question is, does he bet those hands? I think he does, because it's hard for Claude. While Claude Nicky has more spade combos than Moss, he doesn't have that many, right? And he can have a king, and he can have queens and jacks and tens and decide to call. And if we check, it's gonna, Claude Nicky's going to check back a fair amount, right? Yeah. I, I think he can have. All right, we, we can give them to him. Uh, so let's go ahead, and, and we're going to do what some of you might hate and do a little combinatorics. No, these guys like it. Okay. It's the video people who don't like it. All right, so... We'll start with the eights, because that's going to be the bottom of his value range, right? Okay. So sure. we're going to give him seven, eight suited. For sure. Two combos. Okay. Eight, ten suited? Yeah, what the heck? Let's give him eight, ten suited. Two combos, so we're at four. Can we give him six, eight suited? Sure. Okay, that's it. That's the end of the eights, the suited eights, right? Jack eight? I don't know. I think jack eight suited. All right, fine. So we've got eight combos there. Ace, eight. Ten combos there. Is it two combos? Because Kladnicki has one of, has the ace of diamonds in his hand. So does that eliminate one of the combos? He has the ace of hearts. Okay. And it does. Okay, so we're down to one combo of that. So nine combos then. Okay. We're at we're nine combos of trip eights. Okay. Then we have eight nine suited, which is going to be, uh, so it's eight of diamonds, nine of hearts on the flop. Mm-hmm. So that means it can't be eight nine of hearts. So that's one combo. Okay. All right. So sounds right. Yeah, it seems right. Yeah. So, so we're at 10 combos now. Jeez. This is cool. <laughs> 10 combos of value. Um, we've got pocket eights, one combo. Yep, 11. 11. Pocket nines, three combos. Yep. So that's 14 combos, and I can't think of anything else. Okay, and he would have had to play all of them this way. Oh, wait. I, we did forget the four spade combos. 
Oh, that's right. Okay, 18 good. combos. Okay, but they'd often be played out this way. Now, a lot of them would play it exactly this way, yeah. I think. Almost all of them probably would play it just like this. Yeah. So that's that's something. Maybe not pocket eights, although it turns out we know it, he would since he's doing pocket nines this way. But as Cloud Nikki, we think... it's hard, I mean, it's only one combo of pocket eights anyway, but we think, like, yeah, that we can... It's not as likely, right? He might have raised that on the flop. Right. So then we added in those four spade combos we talked about before. That's 18 combos. Okay. So now the bluffs are where it gets interesting. The quest, the, this is why we have to know yeah. if he has Jack-10 offsuit, because that's key. It's so many extra combos. Because Jack-10 suited as bluffs are only three combos, because Jack-10 of spades is obviously part of the value. Right. So that's three combos of bluffs there, Jack-10 of spades, uh, six, seven of not spades, or not of spades, six, seven, not of spades, three more combos, that's six, seven, ten, not of spades, three more combos. And we don't know if he's actually opening seven, right. ten or not. But we gave him the seven, ten of spades, so we'll give him this. Okay, fair enough. So that's nine combos there of potential bluffs. Yeah. So we have to have the Jack-10 offsuits or else this is no good, right? Right. Because then that would then add another 12 combos. That's right. Yeah. So that gets us to how many? That gets us to uh, 18, even. So we're 18, 18. Well, so and if with, and without the Jack... Wow, it's only six without the Jack-10 offs. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that makes it tough. Yeah. <laughs> we, and makes... to be clear, we're not giving him the 6, 7, and 7, 10 off. Yeah. Is it possible that we think this kid sometimes can have like Queen Jack as well? Like maybe Queen Jack suited or Queen Jack off. He called once with the gutter. Seems unlikely. With this SPR, I don't think so. That's the problem. The SPR on the flop. Yeah. Okay. The implied odds aren't good enough to hit a gut shot. Right. And and you need your queen or jack to be good too. And even then you're out of position and it's not. I don't think we can give him that. I agree. So, I mean, I guess I I should ask the question. Do we give him 6-7 off? No. No. I don't just, think so. He's never going to show up with six seven off. He's just going to fold that when he gets three. Yeah. If he even opens it, which he probably shouldn't. Yeah, be, you should probably. Pro- you, if you open a frequent with some frequency, you should have a folding to three bet range, and that would be in it. Yeah, and you probably shouldn't be opening the hijack with six seven off when Chris Klondicky's on your left anyway. Yeah, I would assume Matt Moss knows that, so I would just I would just guess. That's so not if happening. we're lucky, we're at eighteen and eighteen. Right. Okay. Well, if if we can get to eighteen and eighteen, then this is a call. Except for ICM. But maybe it's the opposite for Claude Nicky, where he's thinking, I want to play the high-variance game and build a stack for the November 9. Also, when, I mean, you're saying ICM, but there's no real ICM right. implications for a long time, right? What the, I mean... The jumps are not that, significant What I mean by that instead is tournament life. I, right. I mean that a little bit more than I mean ICM. Okay, that's different. Yeah, because it's, it's a lot different to have... Uh, how much did he have before this bet? He had 2.98 million before right. this bet. So he's going to have 1.1 or 1.2 million left. Yeah, so he's going to have 10 blinds versus... Like well over 20. Yeah, yeah. so that's a big difference as far as playability. It is a huge difference, and it's a reason to fold for sure. Now, if you're Claude Nicky, you might be sitting there and thinking, this kid's trying to put me in the spot so that way I want to preserve my stack. And if it's about 18 combos each, I'm getting the right price. This kid's not a dummy. Why would he bet this much? Is it possible that Claude Nicky removed trip eights from his range? He doesn't think the kid has trip eights too often? Because the the kid wouldn't bet the trip eights? Yeah. I think the kid's going to bet trip eights. I think he is too. The question is this. If you're the kid, if you're Matt Moss and you bet trip eights, you've got seven, eight, and Claude Nicky moves in, are you just folding for the one point for the 10 extra blinds? That's a great question. And I think you. Uh, I mean. Could Claude Nicky ever turn. If we remove the price, for sure we fold. Of course, if we remove the price. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about getting at a crazy price. Is Claude Nicky like. The crazy double super elite player who could turn like ace had, queen with the ace of spades into right. a bluff on the river. If he had ace seven, might be. ace seven with the ace of spades, and he's but the problem is the board's paired, so that makes it harder to do the nut blocker flush thing. It does, but in in this hand heads up, like 
we don't expect this, Claude Nikki. We're not we're not really worried about full houses. I mean, I guess that's part of the range, but I mean, it's not a huge part of it. We're for sure worried about a full house. There aren't very many. There's there's only a few full houses you can there's have. Four. There's four. I mean, well, five if you include quads. I mean, there's nines and there's eight, seven. Sorry. Eight, nine. Eight, nine. Sorry. And what else? That, I mean, four combos. Oh, four combos. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. So, yeah. sure. I mean, those are possible. Yeah. But, you know, they... Well, and Claude Nicky comes to the conclusion, he must come to the conclusion that the kid has Jack 10 off sometimes. I mean, and by sometimes we mean like pretty much en- enough of the time that we can make Oh, this yeah. By the way, the kid call. has to decide to bluff the river. Right. That has to be part of it, too. Instead of just giving up. Yeah. Like sometimes he has Jack 10 and he just t- tries to realize his equity and gives up. You can't expect him to bluff every time. Also, I would think that the kid, it, uh, this may be another leveling thing, but if the kid had Jack 10, might he just move Claude Nicky in to be like, go? Go away, man. Like, it's your whole life now. Or is it, or is it actually a better and you get more fold equity by betting less against I don't know. Claude Nicky? It depends. Is Claude Nicky a feel player or is he a math player? I actually think he's a little more of a feel player than a math player. So I'm, I don't think you should say feel player. That feels derogatory. I don't mean it in a derogatory way. I mean, but that's I'm, how it feels to me. Okay. Well, that's because you think derogatorily towards feel players. <laughs> well, it might just be a different definition of feel player. Okay. Well, I'm thinking about remember when we interviewed Daniel Negron? Yeah. And he talked about. Sometimes some of the elite players are math guys, and it just doesn't matter about anything at all. If you give them a good enough price, they're always going to call. So when he's bluffing, he always makes it more. Right. But then there's the field players where if you bet small, they feel like, you know, oh, you're going for value, and they feel, you know, and they're more likely to actually find a fold. And so he, you know, switches it up depending on who his opponent is and what kind of, what type of a player they are. He didn't necessarily say the field players were good players, by the way. He didn't, but he's talking about elite players either way, right? Yeah. The connotation for me when I hear field player is person who doesn't want to do the work and then gets to say they're a field player because they don't actually know the science behind what they're doing. I mean, I don't think really that's what Daniel's talking about. I don't think that's what Daniel's talking about. I'm saying that's what I hear when I hear field player. Okay, well, so like change it in your head or like no you change past, it in your get, mouth no get past the semantics of it though seriously because i'm just i'm just quoting daniel here but i think it's a reasonable way to think of it you know what i mean yeah like there are absolutely people and davide katai is one of them who looks at other looks at their opponents and makes decisions you know and it's right. not just based on math and it's not just based on game theory no i agree but that's feel it is but it all it's the backbone of it is based on math and game theory and then you use the feel or whatever it is to Make that extra decision in marginal spots. Right. Like, I'm yeah. sure Claude Nicky is absolutely, like, you know, got his hands around the math of poker. Yeah, certainly. But he also is doing other things, I yeah. believe. And so, like, I've seen him make the, all these, like, spectacular calls and be correct. And so, like, I think... I don't know exactly why he's making the calls. I've never talked to him about it. You know, I've never met the right. man in my life. It's possible it's all just math-based, but it's really possible it isn't. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. Fair enough. Point is, Claude Nicky calls. Hey, we got there. He calls. I think he calls with a seven high. Yeah, the board I mean, is eight eight nine king four, and he got he three bet and then got called on the flop and calls with the a seven high. He's like, please don't have ace queen. Please don't have ace queen and be bluffing, <laughs> please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I want to explore one more thing. Pretty whack. Talking about the trip eights that okay. for Matt Moss. Cool. What is he trying to get value from with trip eights? Ace eight, king, ace king, and ace, aces. Ace. That's about it. Maybe queens, jacks, and tens sometimes. If you can, you maybe, but I don't know if Queens Jackson tends play this way. They might not right. bet the I agree. Flop. I agree with you. I, I, but it's possible they continue anyway. Yeah. I guess that's enough. If we give him all of the Ace-Kings, which we probably should. I don't know. He's going to bet the turn a lot with Ace-King, Claude Nicky. I would think so. I would yeah. think he would. Um, but it's not a guarantee. 
he might check it back sometimes too because he may think like if I move in here, which effectively is what he'd be doing, I'm just going to blow this kid off of so much. But yeah. he, but at the same point, it's already a big pot for Claude Nicky. Right. It's is you know his his stack and the pot are the same. He really needs to win this pot. Yeah. So. Moving in is not the worst thing. Moving in and getting a fold is not so bad, especially if you think you're up against straight draws a lot. Yeah. You know? Like, checking back, giving the kid a free shot at it is not ideal. Right. So, yeah. So, actually, maybe Ace-King is just going to bet because of that and think, like, well, if I'm beat, I'm going to get it in anyway. So, let's, let's like, blow the... Let's, like, not let the Jack-10s of the world realize they're accurate. If that's the case, then Aces would be feeling the same way. Agreed. And that would mean you can't really give value if you bet trip-8s on the river as Moss. Right, because they would have already bet. Right. So I think that's a big subjective moment in this hand. If Kladnicki is removing trip eights from the range, that's nine combos. Yeah, that's most of it, right? Yeah. I mean, half, but it's like of any one hand. And that, and that makes it okay. Thing. Like, that makes it okay if he only has some Jack 10 offsuits. Like, not all. Right. The, yeah. Then he doesn't always have to have all the Jack 10s. Because the other thing, of course, we're, we're assuming is like that Moss would bluff all these things, which you had brought up before. Yeah. Too. Like, is he really going to bluff all these things? And. It's unclear. Right. I mean, Clyde Nicky's been sitting there. He's been watching Moss play. So he has a better sense of, like, is this the kind of guy who, like, anytime there's weakness shown, he just basically, like, puts people to a stack right. decision. Which maybe he is because Clyde Nicky calls. Right? Yeah. I think maybe what happened in the end is Clyde Nicky, certainly smart guy, probably figured similar things that we just talked about. Yeah. And then took a long view on it and said, okay, it's a close spot. I'm here to to get to the November 9. I'm going to make the high variance call in a close spot. Yeah, I think that's not unreasonable at all. He also may have been watching Moss push people around and be like, I'm not the guy who gets pushed around yeah. by this guy. I mean, he's got 100 blinds. He's probably been pretty active. Yeah, and that's why Claude Nicky three bets him. Yeah. And that's why Claude Nicky calls. He's like, you don't have to have it. I yeah. just know you don't have to have it. Right. Hmm. Cool. Makes sense. All right. Well, so this actually was a, an okay call, we think. We're still unsure. Oh, it looks so bad on TV. It did, but I, I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. It's like he just has to have Jack 10s in there and has to be bluffing with them. Oh, here's another thought. little Ooh. extra thought. Oh, I like those. This is the outside of the poker itself thought. You remember how I opened this show and said, Claude Nicky is a guy that you only really know about if you're a hardcore poker person, mm. but he's a really good player. Sure. And he's had a lot of success. Maybe there's some EV of being a hero on TV. He knows it's a TV table. This is this would be an incredible hero call if he was right. It's true. It's the kind of thing that they would probably show many replays of. We would have already done a breakdown yeah. of and so on and so forth. That's a great point, actually. Like For a guy like Claude Nicky, who's had so much success and is deeply respected by his peers, yeah. but is not known really outside of the He's like the perfect fan. candidate to be a guy who should be thinking about that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's so what, like, that might have that might have actually tilted him towards the call. He's like, why is everyone who likes Veldhaus is no knows who I am? Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Chino Reem, they know who Chino Reem is. Gus like, Hansen. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's maybe that if you're that close, if everything else is really, really close, maybe that could be the thing which pushes yeah. you over if that's what you're valuing, right? Like most of us, like if I was in that spot, I would just have thrown my hand away because yeah. I want to live. But <laughs> um, but I can see why Claude Nicky places less value on wanting to live, even when they're like 40 left in the main event. Right. Cool. All right. All right. Like well, it. still unsure if it was the right play, but yeah. it's I mean, certainly a well-thought-out call, whether or not it's good. It seemed like a wealth. We, yeah. we really thought it out well. Yeah, yeah, I assume he did, too. It does suck, though, to like lose so much of your stack there, be down to 10 blinds with ace seven high when you just didn't have to do any of it, you know? Yeah. Like, he could have just folded pre or folded on the river and been in pretty good shape. Yep. So Well, that's not what hurt. happened. Yeah. He lost. He sure He was did. out soon after. All right. All right. Well, well good game, Chris Claude Nicky. That was fun. 
Yeah, we'll see you guys later. Okay.